everybody, welcome to another episode of Pass, Play, or Purchase. This is your host, Kevin. And this is Leanne. And as always, thank you for listening. So today we want to get into Ghost Stories, which is a cooperative game for one to four players. Estimated playtime, about 60 minutes, although of course your results may vary. In this game though, you and your team of Taoists will use unique powers along with village powers to battle ghosts and hopefully ultimately defeat the incarnation of Wu Feng, Lord of the Nine Hells. Oh my. Yep, and in this game, which actually came out, I think it was about 2008, uh, there's been a handful of expansions. Uh, there's at least two I think that I'm aware of. Uh, we've played one of them, but for the sake of today, we'll just get into the base game. And we just figured, you know, it's a great time to circle back to it. It's a solid game uh, by Antoine Bauza. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, but he is of Seven Wonders and Hanabi fame. Also solid games. Now, again, admittedly, it came out a long time ago. And it was somewhat popular. So, you know, I normally like to get into the pricing. Uh, but in this case, it's a little bit tough to say. So ballparking, let's just call it about 40 to $45, but definitely, of course, feel free to do your own searching. Uh, now let's get into the mechanics though. And for that, I'll turn it over to Leanne. Thanks, Kevin. So the object of Ghost Stories is to cooperate with your fellow gamers to defeat the boss ghost, who is thematically named Wu Feng, as Kevin has said. And you can choose the difficulty of the game that you want to play. There's initiation, normal, nightmare, and hell. And definitely start on the initiation level, because this game is a lot tougher than it looks. Um, the card with Wu Feng is placed in the ghost deck towards the bottom in the setup. So for example, the card deck of ghosts in an initiation game is 45 ghost cards, then a Wu Feng incarnation, and then 10 more ghost cards. And there are actually 10 different incarnations of Wu Feng, so you don't know which one you will encounter. And on the higher difficulties, you may even have more than one incarnation to deal with. So basically what this means is that Ghost Stories is a game where you cooperatively battle ghosts and try to last long enough to encounter Wu Feng and then defeat him. Um, it's played with a central board made up of nine tiles that represents the village. And the tiles are different locations in the village and each one has a unique action that you can take when you are there. Now, around the edges of those nine tiles, there are player boards set up on all four sides and each player board has three spaces for ghost cards. And it also indicates what your Taoist special ability is. And these player boards are double-sided for even more replayability. When you're playing with fewer than four players, all four player boards are still set up around the sides. Um, and the boards without players become neutral boards. So you can still play this game, whether it's a solo, two player, three player, or four player. Each Taoist also starts um, with four Qi. Qi is life in this game. Um, you have a yin-yang token, a Dao token in the color of the player board, and a black Dao token. Um, and this is a game that is very much organized by colors, as you can probably tell. So the ghost cards in the deck are each one of five colors, red, yellow, green, blue, or black. The player boards are red, yellow, green, and blue. Um, and uh, there's dice as well that you roll when you do um, 
um, when you're trying to defeat the ghosts. And so the ghosts require, each require a combination of dice results and or colored tokens to defeat them. So the Taoist figures all start in the center tile. And then what happens each turn, new ghosts are revealed from the deck. They're placed on the player board that matches their colors, unless there's no space, and then they can go wherever you want. Um, and then the player whose turn it is has the option to move their Taoist figure or stay where they are, and then attempt to exercise the adjacent ghosts. And to exercise a ghost, you roll the three dice that come with the game. The dice are colored sides, so not numbered, but colored. And if you roll the combination of colors that is indicated on the ghost card, you will defeat the ghost. If you don't roll the right colors, or if the ghost requires more than three results to be defeated, then you can spend colored tokens to make up the difference. And I should explain that this is where the different village tile abilities come into play and also the Taoist abilities. And there's a lot of variety here. I'm not going to go into every single one, but basically there are different ways during the game, whether it's by a village tile or by your Taoist ability to come, uh, gain more colored tokens, um, different colors. It's good to have um, a pile of, uh, you know, an assortment depending on um, what kinds of ghosts you're going to be battling. Um, and there's also things that allow you to um, gain other special things. Like there are these really cool gold Buddha figures that help to prevent ghosts from spawning, for example. Anyway, um, I want to also mention that some ghost cards trigger the placement of a ghost figure. So this is a game where not only do you have Taoist figures, you have ghost figures. And they look kind of scary, you know, they look like Grim Reaper style. Um, and every turn that that ghost is undefeated, the ghost figure advances toward the village tiles. So ghost figures will start on player boards and then crawl towards the middle. Once they reach a village tile, it haunts the nearest tile, which means you flip over that tile and that tile's special action is no longer available. And this is really important because one way to lose this game and not get to the point of encountering Wu Feng is if you have three village tiles that become haunted. Um, and there are several ways to unhaunt a village tile, so you know there's a way to kind of fight back and slow that down, but just something to keep in mind. So um, there's basically three ways that you can lose before encountering Wu Feng. As I mentioned, if you have three village tiles that become haunted, you automatically lose. Um, if all Taoists are dead and Taoists will lose Qi during the game as they battle ghosts and if you if you don't kick the ghost's butt, they will kick your butt. Um, and if all the Taoists are dead, the game is over. Um, and then the last way that you could die without winning the game is if the last ghost card of the deck is put in play while the incarnation of Wu Feng has not yet been exercised. So that deck is um, essentially a game clock. Um, and so you will lose immediately if you run through the deck. So there you have it. Uh, that is Ghost Stories. All right. Yeah, that's a pretty good rundown. So you can imagine, yeah, it's it's definitely a little bit more difficult than it sounds. Uh, but yeah, one of those things you'll have to play through to really yeah, appreciate just how, how vicious all these ghosts can get. Uh, but getting into some of our notes for the game, I guess I'll go ahead and get us started. So things that I like about it, uh, going back to kind of what was hinted at earlier, yeah, there is a lot of replayability, right? So again, each Taoist has their own unique power, 
And not only is it unique, there is that side A, side B, which kind of as we talk about, I, I feel like, hey, it's got like seven wonders, huh? You have your A board or your B board, um, and some people have preferences. But anyway, it, same thing, it works kind of neat uh, for, for ghost stories. And then, of course, the village setup is constantly changing. It's not like it's a set, uh, determined layout. So, yeah, the, the arrangement can change. Um, there's the different Wufang incarnations. And then, of course, as Leanne mentioned, you can adjust the scale of difficulty. So, yeah, a lot of replayability available here with just the base game. So definitely think that's a plus. Uh, and speaking of difficulty, I do like that the mechanics are pretty straightforward. So like how Leanne explained, that's a pretty good, um, you know, kind of explanation to get you started on the game. I mean, obviously, if you have the rule book there, it'd help flesh everything out. But it, it is roughly as simple as it sounds. The strategy is really as you go through the actual encounters of the deck with the ghosts. So yeah, again, really cool. Um, and then lastly, they do make use of the theme, which is always appreciated. So yeah, those are my, my positive things. As far as words of caution go, well, uh, you know, one obvious note here is that it is a co-op game. So if you don't like co-ops, you might want to avoid this one. You know, aside from that, probably the biggest concern I have is that this is a co-op with everything being open information, which means technically if you're in that kind of group, one person could be that driver telling everybody, oh, well, you should do this. Oh, I think this is the optimal move, et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, right, it's no fun if, uh, if a player tries to steamroll other players, which, right, it is a little bit more likely to happen when it's open information as opposed to having, right, some uh, maybe like secret cards. So aside from that, though, that's pretty much my take on it. Uh, Leanne, how about for you? So um, those of you who have been listening to our other podcasts know that in general, Kevin likes co-ops. In general, I have tended to not be favorable towards co-ops. Yep. Um, but this is a co-op that actually ranks really high with me. Insert um, gasp here. <laughs> and, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, I mean, first of all, yes, it is visually a very eye-catching game because of the colors, because of the theme, well-executed components. Um, definitely check out our Instagram if you want to get a, a peek at this game, at uh, PassPlayPurchase on Instagram, also on Twitter at PassPlayOrPerch. Um, so very eye-catching, nicely executed. And just going back to Kevin's point about how the, the simplicity and yet the depth in this game, the turns are really simple. I mean, you, you reveal the ghosts, they arrive, right? They do their thing, and then you can choose how to fight them. And that's basically what you do every single turn. Um, so there's not a lot of time spent in debate over player actions, um, which for me is the part that tends to bog down co-ops when there's like, should I explore? Should I fight? Should I rest? I'm just like, I don't know, do what you need to do. And this game is so wow. clear, like there are ghosts, kick their butts. That is what we need to do and we are all doing the same thing. And every single Taoist, 
I mean, yes, there's variation because of their their special abilities on the player boards, but that's they all are equal, pretty equal in terms of how well they can uh, fight ghosts. So I think that helps where it helps to make sure that even though the game has open information, you're not having just like one or two players who are doing the vast majority of the actions. Everybody can have an equal part in what's going on. Um, and I like how the game is designed to scale in difficulty, which is basically, um, it, it, it has to do with how the ghost deck is set up um, and how many ghosts you really have to fight, how many incarnations of Wu Feng, how much time you have to do so. So um, I think that that's, that's really good. It's a lot of replayability in a relatively compact setup. Um, and I do think the special abilities are cool. I think that there's actually a lot of options to beat the ghosts. Um, unless luck just isn't on your side and you get really overrun by the ghost, ghost deck, which has happened to us sometimes. Um, oh, that RNG. <laughs> cannot help it sometimes. Cannot help it. Um, but that also, I think, is what levels the playing field, you know? And I'm saying that as a person who came to gaming relatively recently, you know, compared with others in our group who've been playing games for a lot longer. So I think that's why in co-ops I tend to feel like I'm at a disadvantage or I'm not able to participate as fully. Ghost stories, completely level playing field. Um, my one word of caution is that the symbology for the game can be tricky the first few times. So the symbology on the village tiles and on the player boards that says, what is the special action here? Um, and so you will want to have your uh, player reference handy for those games, just to make sure that you really know exactly what those special actions are. And that's my, that's my review. All right. Well, time to get into our decisions for the game. And so for me, after some thought, yeah, this one actually would be a purchase. Um, and I'll admit that this partially takes into account the fact that I have played one of the expansions. And so uh, I guess to add a little bit more, I mean, the base game by itself is definitely solid. Uh, again, a lot of replayability, a lot of flexibility. Uh, but having the expansion... It just really, I think, took it to another level. It, it successfully added more flexibility, uh, even more replayability without really clogging up the game anymore. Uh, so I think, yeah, again, just overall, the, the base game by itself, solid, but it can lead you into, you know, if you enjoy it that much, the expansions can really help the enjoyability. So yeah, I'd call it a purchase. Well, I would also call it a purchase. Oh um, my. I know, so surprised because it's a it's a co-op game, but this is a purchase for me. I like this game. I have fun every time we play it. Um, and I think that it is it has a cool theme and it it's fun and uh, yeah, would highly recommend definitely a great game for four when you do have the four players. Yep. All right, so there you have it. It's a purchase purchase. And yeah, we hope you check it out. But otherwise, as always, we thank you for listening and I hope to see you on our next episode. Thanks, everyone.